Well, welcome to a new episode of the Front End Happy Hour podcast. A lot of you may already know this, but I have quit my job at Netflix after eight and a half years. I decided it was time for a change, and instead of jumping into something, you know, finding a new job, I decided I'm going to take some time off. I'm not really not quite sure how long. Um, I know Jem and Cole have some bets on how long. They won't tell me what their, their bets are, but um, it's going to be six months to a year before I think of going into a job. I'm spending time with my kids and doing some side projects. So I'm excited. Um, I've said I will put together more of my story. I don't really want this episode to, you know, to be about that, but I think it would be really interesting to just discuss like leaving a job, like quitting, what makes you decide to do that. Um, funny enough, uh, back in 2020, we had this conversation. I completely forgot. I have no idea what we covered, but we have an episode in November of 2020 uh, where we talk about quitting a job. So it's kind of funny. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the conversation is differences between the two of them, but hey, it'll be interesting. All right. Uh, before we dive into the topic, let's give introductions. Cole, you want to start off? Hey, everyone. My name is Cole, and I'm a software engineer at Netflix. Jim Young, engineering manager at Netflix. And I'm Ryan Burgess, your host. Let's uh, dive into the topic since, you know, now I have no job. I also want to hear your thoughts on, like, what typically makes you want to leave a job? I think historically money, if, I, if I'm being honest, in the... I don't know, I guess we'll call the the pre-pandemic, the before times. Uh, in the before times, leaving a job was the fastest way to get a raise because, you know, companies have misaligned incentives, unfortunately, where it, it's always cheaper to uh, hire someone at a higher salary and give someone internal a raise. I don't know why. I think that's still the case sometimes. But um, so historically, you know, I leave for, for money or more opportunity, um, sometimes just a change of pace. But uh, I'd say the money is always is always more money. Usually, when I switch jobs, actually, it has always been more money when I switch jobs. Actually, every time I've switched jobs, it's been more money. Um, I think that's a good motivation. It's sad, Jem. Like it, it honestly is that. Like to your point on that, people are getting paid. It's like why not just pay your people because it's so costly. I mean, Jem, you and I are hiring managers. We've hired many people over the years. It's a lot of work. Cole, you've been on a lot of those interviews. It's a lot of work. It takes so much people that are involved in an interview. And then you have to spend time onboarding. That's another thing. Like, that's a ton of work. All these things. And for someone who's, like, demonstrated, who's been doing the work, you know them. Um, they know a lot of deep knowledge about the business, too. Like, you know. Eight, eight and a half years at Netflix, I know some deep knowledge of like what's working, what's not, like what we've done in the past, all those types of things. It's funny when you said that because my head, as you were describing, you know, leaving with all that context and leaving for more money, my head went to, well, at the same time, you're also creating a door for someone else because you hold all this knowledge and you bring it with you somewhere else, you start over. You're that person that's filling that spot that left before you. And then someone's taking your spot and it's sad, but it's also kind of a, you know, when they, it's funny, they say when one door closes, another one opens, that's an opportunity for someone to bring a fresh perspective. And that's an opportunity for you in many cases, when I've quit a job to get a clean perspective and a clean start. That's a great point, Cole. And I, to be honest, I don't think money is my motivator. Um, I don't think ever when I think 
back to when I've ever left a company. Um, it's usually that I, I'm just not feeling challenged anymore. It's like probably be, that I do know what I'm doing in that space. And it's just like, ah, I need something different. Um, and that typically is it, or maybe you're just not enjoying the work. Um, another one that I have absolutely done many times, and it's funny being a manager is I have left bad managers. Like if you have a bad manager and it's not getting better, it sucks. And so like, honestly, one of the only things you can do, maybe it's a big company and you can move to another team. That's a good option. But oftentimes I've left bad managers. Yeah. It's a, that's a, a really common one. And the problem with that is it, it takes, it often takes time for companies to realize that, that, oh, actually this person has like a lot of turnover in their team. It's the manager, but uh, especially if the manager's really say inside connected or people have a high opinion of them. Uh, they'll be like, oh, no, it was this person left because of they wanted opportunity or we weren't paying them enough money. And, you know, they, they can keep trotting out excuses. Uh, and it takes like a better, I guess, manager of managers to see like, actually, no, the common thread is this person. So uh, we should dig in there. But that takes time to figure out. And it takes more than one person leaving. And that's the problem. And that's the challenge with a bad manager is like the impact is long and it's and it's broad. And it's really difficult to uncover until it could be years down the road. The damage is done. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm, I'm cynical on the, the money part, uh, but it, it's almost always a better opportunity to, to leave. The money's a nice benefit and definitely a cherry on top, but it's almost always a different challenge, a bigger scope of role, um, maybe a technology stack that I want to work in. Even in the case of it was um, back in the day before remote work was as uh, prevalent, just a different place to live. I wanted to to leave the place I was and move to something more exciting, be more part of a tech tech community. So yeah, lots of reasons in there. Yeah, I think what Jen said really resonated with me because you leave for more responsibility, but you also leave some of that responsibility behind. I can think about all the jobs I left where I was unhappy with everything that was on my plate. And I remember going from startups where I was doing full stack development, database, server administration. And then I jumped into a front end career. They doubled my salary. I worked five times as few hours and I was much happier. And we we often care about the technology, but let's not forget why we do the work. It's to pay for our lives. And so um, you can have a bad environment and pay me really well. And I can do that for a short amount of time or you can pay me really terribly and have a great environment. And that's cool, but that sounds more like family. Um, and so you need a balance of both. You need a good environment and you wanna feel like your work is being valued. Well said. I mean, I like that you brought up that it's like these pieces, like a job isn't just about the money. I mean, some people might, I shouldn't say that. Like people have their motivations like, and that's okay. <laughs> Completely okay to be like, I am doing this for money so that, you know, I can pay my bills, I can, you know, purchase a home, car, go on trips, whatever it is you want to do. That's, I mean, that makes sense. But I think about it is like, oftentimes there's like, in order to be really fulfilled and happy in a job, it's like a mix of these things. It's, you know, it's not all of the above, but if it starts to be that you're missing multiple things where it's like, I'm not getting paid what I should be, uh, my manager's not great. I'm not really enjoying the work. My team's not great. Like if those things start adding up, that's not great. Like you could have a bad manager, but love your team. 
I know I've stuck it out that much longer in those situations because you're like, oh, but I have amazing colleagues like that. That can go a long way. Absolutely. I'd be curious when you've made this decision, you know, you're like, all right, I'm leaving this job. What usually is the most difficult thing that you all kind of deal with? For me, the most difficult thing to deal with when leaving a job is uh, how to message that properly. Like I, I don't, I'm trying to think. I've never burned bridges when I, when I've left a job, I don't believe in doing that. I believe in leaving like on top. So people have a good memory of you, but also, especially in tech, it's a small community. It's, it's so, so small and you tend to see the same people over again. And if you leave a bad impression or, you know, just like stop showing up for two weeks and you're like, whatever, I'm out of here. Like people do remember that, uh, it comes back around. So I've always found, especially when things are going okay, it's just a better opportunity of messaging that. Uh, to like my manager and the team it's like, Hey, it's not you. It's me. Don't worry. <laughs> um, that's, that's always challenging. And especially when you made like good relationships there, but hopefully those sustain themselves over the years, but we all have like work friends who've dropped off over the years. Um, and those are always sad, but, uh, I, I like to think the good relationships maintain, but all, all those are like some more difficult parts of leaving a job. Yeah. I think for me, Jim, it's always telling like my peers or the team, the people, the relationships that you've made. Um, even when I've been at jobs, like short time, I think the shortest I've ever been at a job was three months. It wasn't because I hated it. It wasn't because I had a bad manager that I left. I actually thoroughly enjoyed the, the work I was doing and the team that I worked with. Um, I just had a life change where I was moving. And so, you know, that makes a big difference. I didn't know that when I went into it um, and it happened. But yeah, I think always, even that moment, I remember like I'd built up relationships in that short time and I was nervous to tell my manager, to tell my team, maybe even more so because I just started and probably felt like I just ramped up and that kind of sucked. But I think every single time I'm always a little bit nervous to, you know, tell whether it be my manager or people that I really liked working with. It's just, it's hard. I also hate saying goodbye and doing all that kind of stuff. It's, it's not something I enjoy. I'm actually the opposite. I, <laughs> I never read the same book twice. I, I love all of the people I work with in terms of we make good connections. And I've even encountered, like Jem said, people moving from one company to another and we work together again and it's awesome. But I think part of leaving a job is leaving it behind. And that comes with the baggage that comes with the things that you were unhappy with, potentially you might've been burned out or feeling undervalued. And so I'm very much somebody that likes to look forward. And um, it's always great when I cross paths with people again, uh, but leaving a job can almost feel kind of cathartic. And you're Sometimes you do need to release. You need to let go and just look forward. And so, Cole, like, what do you mean by letting go? Like, is it just like a matter of like you're, you know, close off the work and you're kind of cut ties or like what, how do you mean by closing out? Um, I, that's funny because it sounds like I'm saying burn bridges, but that's not the case. Right? <laughs> um, I knew that's not what you meant. Like, I was like, no, he's not saying burn bridges, but I'm curious, like how you mean, like kind of close that chapter. I think like a lot of people leave their jobs and they carry this tension and this stress with them and they carry it into the next job and they internalize the things that they didn't like about the old environment. And in many cases, I've seen people carry that environment with them to this new job. And part of 
my process of leaving a job is taking time off like you're doing, Ryan, which is super awesome because it gives you time to reassess what's important to you and what's valuable to you and to put together a plan because you don't want to just quit a job and not have a plan. You might have something lined up like a year later. You might have something lined up for two weeks or a month later. But when I leave a job, I start to put together a plan of like, what are my goals for this next opportunity? What do I want to get out of it? And if I my head's just stuck back in like, oh, I, I hated that experience, then I don't think I would be able to look forward. And part of that does mean being intentional about the people who are either adding to your goals or who are maybe stuck in the past. Uh, to, to your point, Cole, I, I, I like that too. It's to what you said, like be intentional. You don't quit a job in a rage. Uh, you know, we're not, we're not children. Uh, you may, your boss may chew you out and you may have really unpleasant working situations, but still you, you take some emotional maturity and be like, okay, that this may be the final straw and like nobody else knows it, but like something inside, whenever you decide to leave a job, like ticks over and that's whatever stage uh, it is. But uh, when we say like, don't burn bridges, that's what it's about. It's like, you may be unhappy. You may be like, you know what? I'm F this meeting. I'm out. Uh, I don't have to deal with this, but you, you don't do that. You you're like calm, you're rational and you understand why you're leaving. And that way it'll help you in your next job too. And that's something when we, when we interview people, we, you know, we ask like, Hey, why did you leave your job? And it's not just we're curious to know uh, what your history and past was. It, it's about uh, how you describe your former coworkers. How do you describe your former work? Do you point the finger a lot? Or can you say like, you know, my manager, like we, we just didn't connect. I think their management style wasn't in line with what I was looking for and they didn't provide the right learning opportunities for me. Uh, whereas in reality, you know, we sit down and have a beer. You're like, man, this person sucks. They, <laughs> they never prepared. They would like blame people constantly. And like, that's fine. But it, I guess what we're talking about is like professionalism. And that's what it means. Um, a question for you all. What's your shortest tenured job you've ever worked at and quit? Not, I'm assuming you've never been fired. But uh, yeah, what's your, what's the shortest? Mine was that three months. Honestly, I, I, I don't think I'd had shorter. Even, you know, some of those like teenager type jobs, like I don't, yeah, I think that was my shortest. I think mine was, I had a client that didn't know exactly what they wanted and they would keep asking for scope creep. And so I charged them a ridiculous fee and did just the scope that I agreed to and said, peace out. Oh yeah, man. Dealing with clients. You can quit clients. That's a, that's a good one to cover. <laughs> and honestly, sometimes probably a smart move, Cole. You know, when you're just like, wait, I'm getting suckered in and all this. And you think about your bottom line of what you're charging and they're asking for all these things. Like sometimes quitting a client is a, a smart move. So, yeah, I hadn't even thought of that here. We're talking about jobs um, and quitting like a role. But, yeah, quitting a client definitely is a, a smart move sometimes. <laughs> Maybe that's when you do burn a bridge. I mean, you can do it professionally, like Jem said, you know, like you but you're kind of like, yeah, we're, we're not going to work together. Like that's that's OK. I mean, I just tell them I either charge a lot or I tell them I've got a contract coming up, so I won't be able to renew theirs. To, to both of you, when you have quit jobs, what's the what's the tipping point? Is there like a generally one where you're like, you know what? Nah, I, I'm out. Because there, there's always there there is something there's some moment that happens when you're like, this is too much. It's always it's always building, and whether or not you know it or not, that that's a different story. But there's always some moment when you decide, 
that's it. I'm going to go find somewhere else. Um, but what is that moment? Is there one or is it just depends on the situation? I think it's a good question. I always wish I was a little more thoughtful, like where I think like, hey, you know, I've constantly checking every, you know, every quarter, every few months, like, am I happy? And am I enjoying this work? I think that's a good thing to do. A healthy thing is you should be checking. So that's some good advice if uh, you are thinking about that. For me, even reflecting on this last time, I think it was building up for a while where it was just like, I'm needing that change. There was a lot of things I really enjoyed. It wasn't like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. No, it's, I mean, I was literally at a job for, you know, the longest I've ever been at a company, eight and a half years is a really long time. And I thoroughly love so many things about it that it wasn't like, oh, hey, it's so obvious. But I think I reflect and it's it's been, you know, probably a building up for a year where it was just like finding like I was burning out being pulled in so many directions, being a parent as well as, you know, being a manager and doing all these things. And it just felt like I needed some change and I also wanted to invest more time in my kids. And so it just kind of came to a head though. I would, I literally had not thought about it um, for weeks on end or anything. The one, this one day, it just hit me. There was a small like thing that triggered it. And it was just kind of like, this feels like the right time to leave. And and that's how it happened. You know, it wasn't like, oh, I've been thinking about this for, you know, a week. I'm, I'm, yeah, no, it was just literally it hit me. But I reflect on it. And I think it had built up. So I think to me, and when I think about other jobs that I've been at, it's usually something's building up. It, it's not I'm super thoughtful. It's like, oh, the minute gem gives me one more task to do, I am done. You know, it's nothing like that. <laughs> it sounds like it was the straw that broke the camel's back. I, I don't know. For me, in any of these times, it's just it's slow. It's probably like a slow burn. And then just kind of hits you. You're like, all right. I, I need that change. I need something different. What about you, Jim? Cole's avoiding the answer. At the, Cole is avoiding, avoiding the, the answer. Question. Yeah. I have an answer. What's your answer, Cole? Well, I was going to let Jim go first. <laughs> I I don't think there's one single time. Like there's no like, oh, this is the defining moment and that like crystallizes my decision and any job. I'd say the, a lot of reasons why I leave, it, it, it is just a better opportunity, which opportunity includes money, but opportunity also includes scope and impact and just uh, sometimes prestige, like coming to Netflix, the prestige of coming to Netflix was was worthwhile. I, so I'd say generally when those moments happen is when the opportunity comes across that I have a realistic chance to do. Um, so some of that's just being prepared. Like it turns out my resume was in a good state and I, you know, I met Ryan at the right stage of my career where I, I knew the tech stack and could interview well. And like all these things just happened to line up. And that's happened before in other jobs where I've left for it's just... The chance was there and I, I took it. That old saying, um, luck is preparation meeting opportunity. I, I do believe that. So some of it, I, I do say like I've been lucky in my career, but some of that is just when the opportunity is there, you have to be aggressive and, and go after it and not be shy. So yeah, no no rage quitting. No, uh, no, uh, oh, this is it. Uh, no one single moment. I like that. Um, I think I'm going to I'm gonna think about that for a while because I I feel like that is a direction I want to go in. But the direction I found myself is um, feeling like I'm giving too much of myself and not getting enough back from this job. And that can show up in terms of like compensation or the the effort I'm putting in and how I feel, how it feels to work with my colleagues or even the work that we're working on. I think I've only ever been pushed away from jobs in the sense of um, 
I felt like I wasn't getting enough out of it. And I started to look elsewhere. But once I found something, then I was starting to weigh the options and I would bring it back to my old job. And it was only when I got the response from my old job that I actually felt, no, I have to get away from this. I have to get towards something better. And Jem, hearing you describe that, I remember a situation where I brought back um, to an old job that I got an offer at a different place and they wanted to double my salary. And then literally after I'd argued about a raise or um, better working conditions, they were like, okay, we'll pay you more. And that to me was a slap in the face because you had, you had not valued my work and you're showing me that all it took was me convincing you that you will lose me if you don't recognize my values. So you'll never see the value. And I think that's where I could be a little bit more like. <laughs> I mean, Cole, I've had that happen many times, though, where you, you know, you've gone and looked for another opportunity or maybe the opportunities found you. I love that Jem brought that up, too, because sometimes opportunities just show up and you're like, wow, I actually wasn't sure I wanted to leave. Um, I think that's even how Netflix came for me. It was just like there was constantly times where I was pushing it off being like, no, 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 I don't. I'm happy. I don't want to move. Um, and then just it kind of they're like, hey, this offer. And I'm like, great, this sounds awesome. But yeah, I think that when someone another company tries to fight to keep you, I think sometimes it feels like a little too late at that point. Like you've already started to look elsewhere. Like you've already made that decision. Like I'm breaking up with you. I'm moving <laughs> on um, and you're fighting to keep me. It's like, why didn't you just show me that when I was here? So I think that's a good call out is that sometimes it is a little too late. Even when someone's doubling your salary, I feel like that sucks though. You're like, why didn't you just give me more money to begin with. I, I think we, we talked about this in a, maybe it was the other quitting episode, uh, many episodes ago on uh, counter offers uh, at companies and like, should you accept the counter offer? And I think the conclusion we reached was no, you shouldn't. And to the points that you're, you're making Cole and, and Ryan, they had the chance to, to make you feel valued and they didn't, they didn't present that until like they were forced against the wall. And you know, who wants to live under an ultimatum? Like no one's happy in that scenario. And you know that person's just going to quit too because they, it's not always about money. Uh, it's not always about title. It's a combination of all these things. And and uh, I like she said this earlier, Ryan, feeling valued. Do, do you feel valued? Does your manager feel valued? Do you feel like you're contributing to the organization? And those are things you can't just throw money or title at. There's there's a lot more to it. That being said, I will quit Netflix if anybody offers me like $2 million <laughs> a year. Just just putting that out there. <laughs> I do like money. I have to buy dog treats. <laughs> your, your dogs need to live a good life, Cole. I get it. That, that makes sense. What would convince you, uh, Jem, to quit your job right now? And Ryan, what would convince you to get one? For me, to get me to quit my job right now, it'd be a hard sell. I, I think talking to other companies, as I do, um, again, you always want to be prepared for the opportunity. Uh, when they describe the the roles they have, the scope is always much smaller than what I have now. And the the impact is, is smaller too. And that's me switching jobs, even for more money to have less scope. I know in the long run would not make me happy. Uh, so it'd be a tough sell. Um, what would make me leave my job is that opportunity. Like, to be a senior manager, to lead other 
leaders to be a director because um, those are very hard to come by. So if the right opportunity came, yeah, I'd have a serious discussion about it and, you know, talk things over. But I have a good relationship with my manager where if it did come, I'd have a conversation and be like, hey, here's what I'm thinking. What do you think? Um, because, you know, things are, I don't know, pretty healthy. I'm pretty happy. But I, I'm also not so, um, a mistake I've seen people make is not leaving because they're either scared um, because I've been at Netflix for eight and a half years and I, I have a lot of like um, insider clout or knowledge and people know me and I know the systems. Um, and I've seen people afraid of making the jump where you're going back to stage zero. And I've seen that hold people back. Uh, so I never want to be in that position where I'm like, well, I'm really comfortable. I'm too comfortable. It's good to be uncomfortable. It's good to be ready. But I'd say the longer you stay at a job, especially one as good as Netflix, the the harder it is to leave because you get comfortable. You get, I don't know, lazy, uh, I guess is, a, is another term. So being uncomfortable is is a hard place to, to keep yourself at the edge all the time. So that's a long way of saying, uh, yeah, of course, I, I would leave the better opportunity. I'm not looking, but I, I'm not so foolish to turn something down because I'm comfortable. I like that you said it's almost like well, you mentioned it too, impact, right? Like you had said that and like being able to have those challenges and growth, like that's a big one is like you will gain more experience if it's like, hey, Jim, you're leading a 50 person org. Well, that's not something you have today. And so you're like, all right, throw me into that challenge. One, yes, it will be scary to leave your job that you've been at. Jim, you've been at Netflix for over eight years now. Um, and so it's, that is scary to leave when you're like, yeah, I like this. It's not like you're leaving something that's bad, leaving something that's bad. That's easy. You know, that's, that's <laughs> well, maybe I shouldn't say that is like, it still is hard, but it's a lot easier when you don't like something, but yeah, I like what you'd said. What I read that is like, yeah, you're looking for those challenges. You're looking for that impact. It's not title. Like, even though you said, oh, for a senior manager or director, someone could just give you that title. And that's not really it. It was the scope. It was the impact impact and the challenges, which I like, man, for me to, to take a job, you know, I think that's, it's interesting because I'm purposely trying to hold myself accountable to not go after a job right away because I want that time to just to really reflect and, and to use that time, which I'm thankful to have to just kind of figure out what's next and just kind of go with that. And that's hard for me. I mean, it was hard to leave Netflix because I enjoyed it so much. And so it feels weird. It, even to talk through this, it feels weird. But what would make me just take a job? One, I, I have to, you know, I'm holding myself accountable, have to have that time off to decompress and, and really think that through. And then I think during this time, I'll know more of like, what are the next challenges? Um, what are things that I want in my career? And I look at it as more like, yeah, I want to be excited. I want to have a team that I'm excited to work with, a product that I'm excited to work on. That's another one. It didn't really come up yet in this uh, episode, but I want to be passionate about what I'm working on too. That's that's an important factor. But yeah, for, for the time being, it's going to be You'll hear me on the podcast and, you know, I'm excited to spend more time doing podcasts, but yeah, taking the downtime. It's kind of nice. I like that. You're being intentional. Trying to be, man. It's it's tough. Maybe saying this on a podcast is going to help <laughs> hold me accountable. I had this one opportunity actually, I don't know, it was probably about 10 years ago where I was like, oh, I'm I'm not working. I'm taking time off. You know, I'm, I'm just going to take a break between jobs. I lasted, I think I was 
good. I don't know if I set a time, but it wasn't what I lasted. I only <laughs> lasted a month. I was like one month and I was like, okay, I need to go find a job. It was different times then too. Like I didn't have kids and you know, there was, there was that, that like that, you know, definitely takes some of my attention already. But I do remember thinking it would be like maybe a three or four month period where I would, you know, just take some time. And I, I hit a one month and I was like, all right, Let's dust off the resume and start these interviews because I am bored. And, and, you know, I watched Sopranos like all the way through like a second or third time. You know, it was just like, all right, I need to get a job. Which job did you get after that? Um, that was actually when I moved to the Bay Area. The whole It's funny is that job that I left for three months that it was only at three months was when I moved to San Francisco. And I was like, okay, cool. Like my wife, uh, she was starting work and I was like, you know, help, you know, just getting the move settled. And I was really tired. I was working a lot in Toronto, working a lot of agencies. And I was like, I, I could use a nice break. And I actually did have a, a app that I was building myself. And so I was like, I'm just gonna use that time to do that. And so it was in between me going to Evernote, actually. Um, and so I had some downtime and then decided, yeah, I kind of want to go work at a job. So I didn't last long. That's nice. I like that. I like what you're doing now because I feel like uh, as somebody who's been in full-time jobs for a while, there's very few opportunities in your life where you can take time off and be intentional about your life, figure out what your goals and values are. And you're doing that now. And I see that happening. I'm a little bit jealous, to be honest. But I think <laughs> I think um, I, you know, I, I like the money a little bit too much right now. Not to say like, I don't also want to just kind of blow things off and uh, go live in a van somewhere, maybe down by the river, maybe not. But I think <laughs> after my next, next time I am seeking a job, I'll probably take some time off for at least a year, kind of like you're doing and just kind of figure out what life looks like without the grind. Yeah, I think it's healthy. I mean, but also let's recognize too, there's some serious privilege like oh, yeah. able to do oh, yeah. that. Not everyone can do that. Paycheck is tough and like there's there's a lot of factors that come in play. And even even for me to do that, that was really hard to even just like comprehend you will not have a paycheck that's really hard to give up. Like Cole, even you saying that, I still struggle with that. And I mean, it. that's probably what was the leading factor too, is like, all right, I'm going to leave and not do anything. That was tough. Like that, that probably took me a while to wrap my head around not having, you know, a constant paycheck coming in. Yeah. And I said this to Jem, I'm lucky to say that because I don't have kids to take care of it. It is just me. I don't have even a plan B. So I've been saving for some time. And I don't encourage anybody to just uh, quit your job and go live as a no matter whatever. Um, definitely, you know, we work in tech, we work in a privileged industry. We work, in my opinion, very cushy jobs. Um, I, my hands are soft. Everybody tells me that. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, no matter what job you're doing, it's important to realize what you're putting into it and what you're getting out of it. And I think, you know, drawing this back to earlier in the episode, for me, it always comes down to is, do I feel like I'm giving up more of myself than I'm getting back? And you see that throughout your life, not just when you're at work, but it's like when you are going to bed, what do you think about? Are you thinking about the next day and the problems that are going to come up? And does that just make you want to leave or stay and work it out? Yeah, well said. You know, it might sound weird, but I, I always think back to, I think it was 
like Steve Jobs had given this speech at Stanford, I believe, to like a commencement speech. And he there's this one line about him always like looking in the mirror every day and like when he's constantly unhappy at what he's doing, he like that's when you want to change something. And so I think going back to like things build up and it's like that you should be checking that. Like if you're unhappy, then maybe think about that there's needs to be some change. Cole, I'm, I'm going to come back to you closing the book and, you know, moving on, not, not, not burning bridges, but closing <laughs> the, the chapter. Leaving the past in the past. Yeah, exactly. I'm curious though, have either of you regretted leaving a job? Never. Nope. No, nah, me neither. Even when I've been happy at the job and moving, it's like, to me, I think it's, it's that growth, right? Like it's like, it's meant to be maybe to Cole's chapter analogy. It's like, yeah, you're, you're, you're moving on and that's okay. Even if you end up somewhere, which I think sometimes I've had that where I went to another job and it wasn't maybe as great as I expected. I, you know, thought it was going to be a little bit different, but I don't go, oh, I should go back to the other job. (laughs) It's usually like, all right, well, on to the next challenge. Exactly. And I'll just add one more thing to that is, Um, something I enjoy doing that I recommend is use every new opportunity as a way to redefine yourself. Don't, when I say leave the past in the past, I mean myself. I mean the person who I was at that job that made me unhappy, leave that behind and figure out what you're going to do next time to make it better. Yeah. I love that Cole. I love your like very introspective take on like pretty much everything. I, I think when it comes to regretting quitting a job no, because there's something really fulfilling and like deeply human about taking a risk and then seeing that pay off. And it's the question of like, do you want to live a quiet, comfortable life or do you want to be fulfilled? Do you want to be challenged? And I, I respect people that, that don't and they just want to live a quiet life. You know, I'm comfortable doing my thing. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But I, I do find satisfaction in, in what I do, much to, to the chagrin of my wife sometimes. But like, I do enjoy the challenges and I, I do find satisfaction there. The question is like, how long would that last? I think I'm aware of myself. I'm aware of just the long tail of the career, the your 40s, your 50s. The part that a lot of people in tech don't think about is like, what are you going to do in your 40s, your 50s, maybe even your 60s? And I, I recognize I won't always want to be challenged. Sometimes I'll just want like, everything's predictable. Everything's comfortable. I know what's going on. So in my mind, I always want to keep pushing because I know that time will come. I don't know when it will come. Maybe it'll be when I'm 70, but there will be a point where I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I don't need to keep pushing. I don't want to keep getting more scope, a bigger role. So for now I I keep, I tell myself that and I I keep going and I keep challenging myself wanting to grow because I know that won't be forever. And I tell that to all young software engineers is there'll be a point where you probably get tired of coding and you probably, you can't even think of that in your twenties, but there'll be a time when that happens. And then what do you have after that? And it's important to like start thinking early about like who you are deeply and like what brings you satisfaction. I like that. I mean, I, I do think you should reflect on like what brings you satisfaction. Maybe a little different, Gem. I, I look at it, maybe it's just because of the situation I'm in right now of like coming to that conclusion is like, I'm with you. I like to be challenged. Uh, honestly, I think that's the top of my list when I leave a job is because I'm like, I'm not challenged anymore. I want something new. I want to learn and grow. And I think for me, I don't think that it's like, just one way. Like I look at this as me taking a break and I'm comfortable with that. It's like, I'm not done my career. I'm not retiring. I mean, that'd be cool to retire at my age. That'd be awesome. But I don't think I would be happy in that scenario though either. And so I think it's more like 
cool. Like this is, it's okay not to push, push, push. So if someone's tired of coding, maybe take a break, right? It's like the career is not gone. You can always come back to it. Um, I've had though, actually one of my close friends, she had taken, I think two years off for like, it was actually something with her kids that she had just taken some time off. And she had said, I best decision I ever made was doing that. And I was like, oh, that's really cool that she had just kind of felt like that. One thing though, on the learning, my, I guess he's almost seven now, but my six-year-old son, he goes, dad, you can't take a year off. I'm like, (laughs) I got to hear the logic behind this one. He goes, because you won't be learning anymore. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Because I think even he sees that as like you're constantly learning and growing. So yeah, I think that you can constantly be wanting to challenge yourself. Maybe it's a good time, maybe before we dive into picks. um, I think there's been some good pieces of advice in this conversation. But, you know, what's one piece of advice that you would leave our listeners with on, you know, thinking about quitting their job? Maybe they're Maybe they are unhappy or maybe they want that new challenge. What's a piece of advice that you would leave them with? Following in uh, Cole's, Cole's uh, vein of deep introspection, like you, you have to understand yourself and what you're looking for, what, what you're looking for in your next role. Um, it's, it's kind of like a relationship. You know, if you bounce around to a relationship, always looking for someone to make you happy, like you'll never find happiness. Uh, same for a job. If you're unhappy about a job and you're like, well, let me just try this other job without actually thinking about what you want, you're just going to end up unhappy again because you don't know what you're looking for. So any advice I'd say about quitting a job is one, don't be professional about it. Uh, but two, understand what you're looking for. If you have the privilege of taking time to find your job, do that. Take your time. Don't take the first thing that comes to you. Um, and that's that's the way you'll you'll be happier in the long run is trying to make these intentional moves. I like that. Um, everything Jem has said has resonated me with me today <laughs> uh, because I, I remember a few years ago, he and I talked about like what's next in our careers. It, do you kind of always keep climbing and look for challenge after challenge? Or as we talked about earlier in this episode, do you sometimes just kind of idle or continue doing what you're already doing? And I think if you're someone out there thinking about quitting your job, my advice to you would be don't quit on an empty stomach. Don't quit when you are angry. Don't quit when you have bills to pay. Uh, Sometimes we react and reactions can bring out the worst in us. And I've seen that in people who have quit their jobs and they just, they go somewhere else and they bring their problems with them. And, um, Being intentional means taking the time to really process, why are you quitting? Why are you changing yourself from this experience into something better? And really that's what it should be. It should be about bettering yourself. Yeah, that's great advice. Well, those are both good pieces of advice. Kind of hard to follow. I I think for me, I, I love the like being intentional and be thoughtful and think through that, you know, don't rage quit. That's always probably a good one. I think too is just, you know, Lean on someone that you trust too. Like if you're maybe thinking about a different role or you're unhappy, talk to someone about it to get their input and advice on it. Sometimes that can help too, is just by talking through with someone that can also help lead to maybe a plan. Like you're like, all right, cool. If I, you know, keep, keep being unhappy, like I'm going to talk to that person and and bring that up. So, uh, to maybe change, um, or we keep saying it's like unhappy. It's like, 
could just be looking for a new challenge too. It's another thing is like Jem mentioned earlier in the episode is, you know, network, interview, go like kind of keep your ear out there to like what other opportunities are available. Cool. Well, let's dive into picks. In each episode of the Front End Happy Hour podcast, we like to share things that we've found interesting, want to share with all of you. Jem, you want to start it off? Um, my pick is going to be just now Cole's panicked face when he realizes we're at picks and he didn't have any. Um, it's pretty, pretty good. Uh, I have one pick for today. It's an article on um, by Futurism, and it's about AI-generated articles. So uh, the, some of the researchers and journalists at Futurism did some digging, and it turned out a lot of the articles on Sports Illustrated were written by fake people. They didn't exist. Um, like everything was fake. Their bio, their headshot was AI generated. Uh, and so like uh, when, they, when they poked at them and said like, hey, what's up with this? This person doesn't exist. They're like, no, no, no. The people didn't exist, but the content was written by real people. And you know, the journalists rightly are like, so you're telling me everything else is fake and AI generated, but the content was real. Like, um, and then they, they dug more and it's not the only like major publication that is doing this, which is kind of wild because, you know, Sports Illustrated isn't some no-name rag. It's, it has like cachet uh, in the industry. And if they're doing this, it, it makes you wonder how many other article or how many other publications are doing that too and are just more careful about it. Uh, you know, put a little bit of a backstory into the the people they create. So I, I really appreciate this sort of like investigative digging, but it's also kind of a hint into the future of where we're going on the internet, where it's just robots talking to robots. Uh, I, I I can see it pretty easily where you can just create an entire persona, like a LinkedIn, a website, maybe even a, a YouTube channel or something. And it's completely f- fabricated. A Tinder. Yeah. It, it's all completely made up. And we can do that today. With, with just stringing enough technology together. So I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about this future and how we're going to cope with that, but uh, it's an interesting glimpse. So I recommend reading the article. It's, it's pretty good uh, reporting. Awesome. Cole, what do you have for us? Uh, my two picks today are, if you didn't know this about me, I just moved to San Diego. I live in a neighborhood called North Park that I really love because it's a nice West Coast walkable village. Uh, I leave my house every day to grab coffee, grab food, something I couldn't really do before in the suburbs of San Jose. So if you're looking for a great place to go on vacation, check out North Park San Diego. And my second pick is a game I just tried for the first time yesterday called Lethal Company. You and a squad of people I didn't know uh, would go around different worlds to collect scrap parts to sell uh, back at the home base. What I didn't know is that you would go through dark hallways, uh, landmines, turrets, doors. It's just you think you're going down a, a route that's really safe and then your heart just jumps out of your chest, scared as hell, um, which sometimes feels like working in tech. Uh, and so if you're looking for a good game, check out Lethal Company. I mean, I thought I wasn't sure where you're going with that one when it was called Lethal Company. I'm like, we were talking about quitting. I'm like, what, <laughs> what, what's going on? <laughs> no, thankfully, I've never quit a job uh, anywhere near. Yeah, no, it's always been amicable. That's awesome. All right. <laughs> I have two picks. One is a Netflix limited TV series on Netflix called uh, Fool Me Once. 
it's about a woman who was previously in the army. She comes to home from a war uh, to find her sister has been murdered. Then like days later or weeks or something later, her husband gets killed um, and she goes off to try and figure out like what's happened to uncover like these you know, what's happened to her sister and husband. And she uncovers this large conspiracy. Um, it's a really good watch. I, I recommend checking that one out. I also always love the limited series. Like it's like you kind of it's one and done. Um, you know, they're not going to try and drag it out. Uh, so I enjoyed the story. And then my second pick is actually a like a spice or rub for for grilling uh, i do like a lot of grilling and smoking i guess in my free time now i've been doing a little bit more of that i found this uh sweet rub that is so good like i find like it works so well on meats and vegetables um it's called hay grill hay sweet rub totally one of my favorites right now so if anyone else likes to grill or smoke or cook i mean you can try this uh rub out it's it's even available on amazon so i will make sure to share the link uh in the show notes well thank you all for listening to our episode make sure to subscribe to us on whatever you like to listen to podcasts on leave us a review tell us how we're doing tell us about jobs you have quit and maybe there's some advice that we've missed in this episode any last words Keep it professional. Don't quit on an empty stomach. Don't flip the desk. No rage quitting. <laughs> I like the don't quit on empty stomach.